fun poker hands from the recent gigantic stream that took place at Hustler Casino Live featuring Phil Helmuth, Tom Dwan, Mr. Beast, and a bunch of other streamers. You all said you wanted me to review a bunch of these hands, so I figured I would. Hope y'all having a very, very good Monday, Monday morning. All right, let's get right to it. I want to make it clear I have not watched a single one of these hands. So we're flying blind. I don't know what we're going to see. Let's get to it. I had my best hand of the night. Pocket Dude, I was terrified. Yeah, I have pocket checks. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to represent yeah? it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, you had me sold. But if I, was... I, didn't have... I believe we have a straddle. We have a straddle to $15,000. That's my guess. I stacked you in case I tried to come up with the top. Or maybe it's a reason to three back. Maybe you're like, fuck it. Yeah, let me down, man. I was running it on. Don't let me down. I just want to let, that, let you know. Ninja. What do you mean, don't let you down? I got these for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. How much more do you have? Not I, I don't know how I can fold this. There you go. If the audio is too loud, too quiet, whatever, let me know. I don't know exactly the scenario. If you raise and get three bet and you have pocket jacks and the guy has 33,000 behind after putting in 15, meaning he has had a 45 to begin with, just put him in. Just put him in. Easy all in. He's on your head to Fuck double yeah. disguise. There we go. <laughs> the pros can't beat us now, down. Now he can't read your brain or your head. <laughs> uh, by the way, depending on the initial raise size, I think the seven should probably just rip it all in. Okay. By the way, I, I, I've watched one or two of the hands from this stream. I'm not going to be covering those today because I made YouTube videos out of them. Some of you seem to think that this game is abnormal. But it's actually, it's just like a wild game, right? I've played plenty of wild games like this. These are like the good games where people just don't care about money all that much. Um, not much surprises me, I guess, because I've seen basically everything. And... Um, Maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we're actually surprised by anything. I mean, I'd be surprised if Phil folds this, assuming it's just like a raise and a three bet. That'd be that'd be ridiculous, right? I'd be surprised at that. I'd be surprised if the seven puts in a third of their money and then folds. I'd be surprised at that. But like, again, that would just be bad play. I've seen plenty of bad plays, right? Let's see. 30. Don't worry, I'll throw them off. Ace nine, ace nine, ace nine. Give me a few Poker's not a team sport. <laughs> the ghost of Ace-9. Phil's got to get his TV time, you know? Yeah, that was... That was oh. Yeah, yeah. Bro, these last... Three, been that, was, that was a great... Alright, I'm all. Uh, great, great, great. Phil, I'll let you see it three times. Phil, all you can eat. I'd be, you know, all in. Oh. You got sevens? Yeah, that's pretty like, great. Yeah, it, I've won the... You're not your victims, right? <laughs> well, but it's just... Seven, sixes, fours. You win eight in a row. He's got it's at like, least eight. Yeah. I could have eight. It's no so shot. Like, I think this is the way to go out. This is the way to go out. What do you know? I'm not. Oh my god. Yeah. This is because you went seven. I have to. Just one, man. That's all I got. Yeah. I like a, I like I like one bad beat. Hold up. I need these. Look, keep them on. I think there's a chance here, Ninja. I think there's a chance for him. Can Ninja hit the seven? But I am sleeping outside the night if I don't hit a seven, so. Oh! Oh no! Unless queen, That's no, no, pretty no. good flop. Queen, uh, queen. Pretty good queen flop. Sevens could come out Oh, chop? A ten. I'll, chop suck it a, I'll suck a dick for a ten. Why you keep looking at me whenever I make those types of remarks, man? Hey, Magic, if you want a good night. Oh! I'm a fucking leaving! Hey, call me on the floor. 
bad. Well, who's getting their pants down, I guess. All right, let's see. My word now. And I literally YouTube. That's videos. fine, yeah. Okay. If you guys want me to figure it out at the end. I think it's the easiest if everyone just pays. 3,000. Sure. 3,000. Also, I just realized I just basically said. We have a raise to 400, a call from Tom Dewan with the 7 2 offsuit. Sure, whatever. Uh, maybe they're playing the 7 2 game. Bill here opts to 3 bet. Sure. Looks like he's going kind of big. In loose, splashy, battly games, I definitely think this is perfectly fine. Screw you, take all the work. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Don't okay. worry, I got it. Uh, Maybe get his attention. Do you want to write it down? Both of us, come get it. So Three more bets. When you're playing very, very deep stacked, you do want to use bigger three bet sizes, right? And so I, I like I like the three bets to 3,000 because presumably when people raise under the gun, they're not folding. Like fives is just going to call here and see the flop and try to spike, right? So they are playing the 7-2 game. I am certainly not well versed at playing the 7-2 game. I've probably only played it 100 times or so. And... I'm sure Tom Dwan's going to play the 7-2 better than most people in this box. I'm sure he's played this, the game 10,000 times. And um, a lot of people just think you're supposed to 3-bet it and blast it like you would aces, but we see Tom just calling, right? Call, try to play post-flop, and, and win a small pot with it. Can I write it Fuck down? It, uh, Can you just bring a pen and paper? Both just play the sand and then write it down. Play the sand and then write it down. 3,000. Okay, I raised the 30. 30,000. Holy shit. That's the spot Joel's been waiting for. Um, so... Alright, let's see how deep we are. Um, she's basically putting in... I think we're playing... What are we playing? It's like raised to 400. So must be playing 100, 200. Does that sound right? Um, she's basically just like putting fill all in here for 400 big blinds. I would generally recommend against that. I think this is just a call. Call the 10s, try to flop well. Because look, you got to realize Phil's not insane. He's not ridiculous, right? So this is a spot where when it goes under the gun raise, second position call, fill in third position with a three bet, he's going to have something good. And what does something good look like? Something good is going to be aces, kings, queens, jacks, ace, king, 10s, 9s, 8s maybe, but he's not going to put a stack in with 10s, 9s, and 8s. Maybe not even like ace-queen if he has it. So he's going to fold out all of his garbage. He's only going to get in with his best hands. His best hands are aces, kings, queens, and ace-king. And against that, you're in pretty bad shape with the tens. And, and you got to realize, the problem here is that if you make it 30, then he can just like get out of the way. You know, I mean, he can get out of the way with all the garbage easily. If you made it more something like 8, then you will get called by a lot of the weaker hands, and you'll extract value. Again, I want to make it clear. I don't know any of these players besides Phil and Tom and Allen. Um, so I'm not like trying to be mean to any of them. I'm just purely observing these hands, giving my opinions on way people, ways people could play better. I think uh, all these streamers did a very, very good job getting out of their comfort zones, playing in a big game to create content for all of you. So we should all be very, very thankful that this exists. Jimmy, you're at 250. Yeah. Alan, you're at two, right? Yeah. And then Nin Ninja is at 50. How much do you owe me? 100? 100, 100. Oh boy. Mr. Beast wakes up with the king and the king. Um, hmm. So, let's observe this scenario. How much does Alexandra have? That's important. She has 246K. Um, <laughs> how do you get 246K into the pot playing 100, 200? So, I do know Mr. Beast plays very absurd. <laughs> I've, I've watched a few hands of his from earlier in the stream, and he plays blatantly absurd. And if you play blatantly absurd, I think the right play to do here, given the way I've seen him acting earlier, is you're like, all right, let's do it, and then just put in something like 80. 
That's going to get called by Alexandra a lot. If Phil Helmuth has anything, then he's probably going to pop it in, right? Because he's seen uh, Mr. Beast play insane. I think the play here, I know it's going to be hard to come up with this in-game, is to say, Phil, how much do you have? Knowing already Phil has 83K, right? And knowing that Phil has 83K, you can say, Phil, how much do you have? He's going to take a minute, count out roughly 83K. And he's like, I'll do that much and put in that much. As if you're trying to target Phil, right? That will ideally make Alexandra think that you're not even paying attention to her for whatever reason. And that's going to make her presumably overvalue whatever hands that she has, right? I realize, again, that's very, very difficult to come up with in real time. But I'm just trying to teach all of you, again, how to think about these spots if you are playing in these loose, absurd games. Which, believe it or not, actually do happen at medium and high stakes, especially in home games. So, there you go. Some people are saying some of these players are beginners. Yeah, I know that. I mean, but being a beginner is not an excuse for poor play, right? I mean, I guess it is an excuse, but it's not a good one. You just got to realize that I'm attempting to show you things that people are doing incorrectly and also how to take advantage of things that people are doing incorrectly. And um, so anyway, that's that. All right. So yeah, Phil, how much do you have? All right, that much. I would even I wouldn't even say a number. I was like put in like a hundred k or something. That'd be that'd be a pretty pretty savage play. Okay. Uh, after this, I'm just gonna give her. You, you can transfer your debt to her and I'll owe her three hundred. Yeah, that'd be easier. I'll do it after. Well, yeah, no one has this many chips, so I'm just gonna go ahead and give her hundred now. It doesn't matter. No, she also bet thirty thousand, so you got the fucking thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mr. Beast is trying to give back a loan to Alexandra so that she has more money to lose to him in this hand. <laughs> That's fantastic. And first for him. Okay, after this, I'm going to give her a hand. I wish I had excess. Uh, if I have good luck. Oh, the good luck? Hi. Fuck it. We've been doing good. Definitely really You got to be kidding me. Back to Phil. Easy all in. 10. Easy all in for Phil. I mean, what are you going to do? Queens and Kings. What do you have, Botez? Big Bear? Good content. How big? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, say. Well, that was the inside of a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That was a pretty awesome. How do you think she's up 800,000 fucking dollars? I mean, I was already your fan. I think she's a gangster, but still. I appreciate she's, it, Tom. She's a little extra against There's probably the a high correlation. Oh, between... By the way, if it goes, remember, what? raise call under the gun. Bill, three bets big. Alexandra, three bets gigantic. Yeah, only 12, 1,200 big wides deep. Um, Alexandra, three bets gigantic. Mr. Beast cold calls. Phil's about to put his money in. This is just a fold for the tens. It sucks, but what are you going to do? Um, that's why I don't want to put in 30, though. You'd rather put in 8 or 9 or 10 and then, then be able to fold and just save 20K. Oh, you have ace-king, Botez? Botez, you have ace-king, well, don't you? It's no. not bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Our case study here. Right. I don't think she's that good at chess, though. Ooh. Thanks, Lloyd. Right. Well, that was a conversation I that you know, sounded different. I mean, like, she's good, but, you know. Phil called? Oh. Phil just called. I hate the just call here. I think they just call is pretty bad. Mr. Beast's range is going to be wide open. Now, I realize, I realize that Mr. Beast has been playing a ton of hands. But here what you really want to have happen, I think, is for you to jam, Alexander to call whatever she has, Mr. Beast then call whatever he has, and get all the money in. Because now what's going to happen is imagine imagine one of the players does have ace-king, 
and the flop comes whatever, 9-3-2. You're not going to stack ace-king anymore, right? What if, what if they have ace-jack suited? Then, you know, you're, you're not going to stack them. So you got to realize, when Phil has only 55k more, 56k more, and pot is going to be humongous, he would rather get it all in. Seems like a lot of people are complaining in the chat about Phil Helmuth or loving Phil Helmuth. you got to realize, people who are very polarizing draw attention. There's a reason Jonathan Little is not the most popular video blogger or YouTuber in this space. It's because I'm not all that polarizing. Sure, some people don't like me. Some people love me. But polarization drives attention, whether it be good or bad. And um, it all depends on what you're trying to accomplish in life. I personally don't want to walk around with a bunch of people not liking me. Phil seems to not care all that much. Or maybe he does care and, you know, he just is doing what he's doing. But I'm not here to discuss the merits of Phil Helmuth's behavior at the poker table. That's been discussed by plenty of people plenty of times. Anyway, AceXX. Check fold now for Phil. Check fold now for Mr. Beast. <laughs> Car and poker. Oh, and what a Thank you. terrible flop for action. That's gonna Notice, by the way, if Mr. Beast had just done what I said, make it 80, Phil would have called, gotten back around to Alexander, she would have called, probably, and then they would have gotten a lot of money in. Maybe she would have jammed for all I know, right? going to kill all the action, you'd think. Check, check, check. Nobody likes the ace in the flop. I would have literally never done this in my life. I don't know what Phil's trying to do here. What, are you trying to induce a raise? I guess you don't want to check and have her jam with tens and then you fold out. That would be terrible. Maybe about five instead. They can, like, maybe you presume they're going to call with worse every time. Or call with an underpair every time and you don't lose that much more money. This seems like Torch in 5,000 to me. I think it's just an easy check fold, but whatever. By the way, huge thanks to the Hustler Casino Live for making this stream, letting us use their footage. We are not stealing this footage as some people do. They uh, give us full rights to use the footage as we see fit. So thanks to them for that. Yeah, she'd like $25. Yeah, she By the way, with 10s here, you got to call. It's an annoying spot, but if you put in 5, you can conceivably win a ton if you do spike. Uh, a 10, right? You're getting amazing pot odds. You're getting 21 pot odds plus implied odds here. All the kings too, same thing. There's a pot of big 1400. <laughs> yeah. King's still good. Uh, yeah, she's still. Is Phil still betting? Kill me in. Kill me I'm like trying to remember what I had. Pot is now 124,000. Mr. Beast going to win this 91% of the time. Nine of hearts doesn't change that. I like when Phil does it. Oh. Check, 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 check. And Mr. Beast wins a huge one. Hey, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fuck, I should have. That, if that ace wasn't there. Notice here. Yeah, if that ace yeah. wasn't there, I would have gotten so much harder. Scared all you. It did. Phil, how'd you not go on pre-flop? Because I'm Phil fucking hell, <laughs> I mean, you Have you seen all the coolers they put on me tonight? Like, all the weird shit? Like, she makes it 30K. It's I've raised four pots all night. I'm finally going to bust her, and fucking he wakes up on the <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Nice teamwork, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So if I give her this hundred, if, if Tom whipped like that out, crowd. then I'm Tom Vaughn thing. Everyone would just die laughing. Uh, I'm Tom Heck and Dwan. This is not fucking it. unbelievable what they've done to me in this fucking stream. <laughs> Wait, so so. All right, no room over here to feel home. We're gonna have a perfectly clean stream for the rest of the day. Children are watching. I apologize to all the parents and all the children. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. By the way, I realized that was yesterday, but thanks to all the mothers. Um. 
Felhelmuth has scared off a lot of people from poker. I highly doubt that. You got to realize most people are never going to play poker with Felhelmuth or anybody like Felhelmuth. Nobody's thinking, I'm not going to play poker because Felhelmuth exists. I can guarantee you there's way worse people that you can play against than Felhelmuth. I can guarantee you, okay? Whenever I go to a tournament, I'm not thinking, oh no, I hope I don't run into Felhelmuth. I'm thinking I don't run into people who are like shady and going to try to like actively cheat me or try to scam me or try to murder me in the parking lot, you know? Like I'm not worried about playing against Phil Helmuth who acts like a baby at the table sometimes. Um, so yeah, don't don't worry about that. Come on, everybody. Is Phil the greatest tournament player ever? Uh, so somebody did some math a while back. I'm not, I don't remember who it was, but they came up with the rough estimate that Phil Helmuth had something like a 50% return on investment in World Series of Poker Tournaments. 5-0, which is, you know, good, but probably not greatest of all time. Certainly, he's been around for a long time. He's, he's been playing at a high level for a long time, and just doing that alone will give you good results. I mean, probably no one or almost no one has played as many World Series of Poker events as him, just because he had a head start over people like Negranu, right, who also plays a ton. Um, I mean, again, I, I, I have, Phil's always been nothing but nice to me, but if his ROI is 50%, I'm sure there are people out there who have played a lot of games that have a higher than 50% ROI. Have I gotten the Phil Helmuth treatment before? Yeah, a few times. It's a lot of fun. It's like, I don't mind it, because like, why, why would I care what someone says? You have to have relatively thick skin to play poker, in my opinion. That's, that's the prerequisite to the job. And, um, I don't think he knows what he's doing. I'm not so worried about somebody being unhappy when they lose. People are plenty unhappy when they lose. I'm never worried that Phil Helmuth is going to assault me, right? I, I've had to deal with people who are perhaps going to assault me at the poker table or go to their car and come back with a weapon. You know, like, I'm not worried about that at all with Phil Helmuth. Phil Helmuth can talk to you at the table and then go out to dinner five minutes later and be perfectly fine, right? So you got to realize that if you think this is bad for the game. I mean, maybe it's like marginally bad. But I don't think it's marginally bad. People like controversy. They like villains. I mean, I remember Negreanu talking about this a while back. Like, would you rather poker be like golf where nobody really gets to talk and they all have to dress up and play nice together? Or would you rather this be world wrestling where there are villains and heroes and crazy stuff happens? And I think maybe the right answer is crazy stuff happens. That's not me and my persona at all. But you got to ask what we're actually trying to do here, right? Okay, let's take a look at this hand. If he doesn't know what he's doing yeah. to beat you, does that mean he does not? I hate to get that, like but I get Because I can just hate Like it loops. Right. Well, once oh, you, once you understand people are playing like that, then they're dead. Right. Until so, then, I'm like... Oh, right off the bat. So in loose, splashy games like this, you definitely do not want to raise off-suit hands at all from early position because you're going to get a lot of calls, and you're going to be out of position with nothing or a top pair bad kicker a lot of the time which is not where you want to be okay um same thing with alexandra calling you don't want to call from early position even with a connected hand because you are going to be very dominated by anybody yet to act and by the initial raiser and there's no guarantee you can get paid off if you do spike a straight or something so you just want to fold these hands now ace jack off suits a hand that probably does want to three bet as alan does now look alan um plays some loose splashy insane poker i'm pretty sure alan's really really good at poker though um, maybe we have to delete that. He doesn't want that to get out. But this is a spot where I think three betting is pretty standard. You may even want to go a little bit bigger here, like 6,000. 
not mentioning Botez in the title of the stream as a blunder. Look, I, I did not make the title of the stream, so uh, blame my editor. My editor also pulled up all these hands. I've not seen a single one of them. Okay? Is this like the Survivor game that I played? No, the Survivor game that I played was way more cautious, passive, etc. I get the vibe that a lot of these streamers are very, very, very wealthy, or somehow they come into this money. Somehow, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what's happening in this game. It, I get the vibe these people literally don't care about money. This is more like a, um, it's more like a, a Los Angeles home game where it's a bunch of celebrities who have good paying gigs all the time. Which, which I have had the fortune to play in a few times, or like San Francisco games where you have tech people who have infinite money. Winners of Survivor, while they're usually well off, they only have a million dollars. You can't play like this with a million dollars. All right, anyway, uh, good three bet. I would've gone bigger though. Well, have you never, have you never played against someone who was tilted from the last hand? 5,000. Okay, that's a logical explanation. A call, 5,000, call. And I'm also mad at myself for not calling because it's also possibly you just do that with like right. sixes or some crazy. Notice here, Mr. Beast calls the 10-4 suited. If you know people are going to be calling raises with stuff like 10-4 suited, you want to make it bigger, right? Just because if they fold whatever and if they, um, if they call, that's fine too, right? You just get more money in the pot. Okay. I am I am bad at the game. I'm <laughs> Here's the thing, why do good girls I like that? I can't blame you. It's my fault. <laughs> I really can't. Ninja has flopped the nuts. Shows <laughs> filled in checks. Alright. <laughs> okay. Alright, Ninja, you don't want to show you the nuts to anyone. I'm gonna go ahead and guarantee you this. You do never you never wanna show people at the table your hand to begin with. Even if they're not in the hand. But also, but also um, you don't want to show people the nuts because then they're going to be like paying attention a little bit more, right? You also don't want to show people bluffs if you're going to run a bluff because they'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, right? So this is a spot where you don't want to show people anything. I mean, maybe maybe you just feel like it, maybe you want to be friendly, whatever, but it, it's unnecessary. That, that kind of thing is very unnecessary because now what if Phil does something funny? I mean, I don't think Phil's going to do anything, but he might, you never know, right? And you definitely don't want to show your hand to like a random person who's not a player with a really good poker face. Like imagine right now he shows the nuts to Phil and Phil just goes like this. And just sits there. And, or stops talking immediately and starts paying attention. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't really want that to happen. Uh, okay, so fine, whatever. He checks. So this is a spot where I've definitely bet uh, with all of my premium hands that are likely to get outdrawn. That are decently vulnerable, Right? And so right here on king queen nine, it's decently likely that someone has some sort of a draw or two pair or something that'll pay you off, right? So you just want to bet. You want to bet pretty big, um, exploitatively. That might be a tell. I don't know. No, I was just trying to figure out. Oh, I'm sorry. This went... That all that analysis all went out the window. I forgot that Alan free bet. You all have me distracted with all the chat. My apologies. We definitely should have checked the Jack Ten there. My apologies. Definitely check over to Alan, who's going to bet this spot a decent amount. If Alan doesn't bet, Mr. Beast will bet a lot too. So um, okay, fine, fine, fine. My apologies. Bad analysis. You all got me confused. Okay. Checks to Alan. I would just check this in Alan's shoes. It's so likely someone's going to call you. I mean, I guess if you want to triple it off, you can. Alan's known to triple it off. Everybody is pretty deep stacked. Imagine you bet 15 here, get called. Pots goes to 
what, 65, 70, something like that. Bet turn for 50 Jam River. Sure. I don't hate it. I mean, it's like an okay hand to do it with, I suppose, if you are going to have some bluffs. I guess you'd rather have a flush draw. So anyway, whatever. Oh, nah. uh, you weren't doing Turns one of those. Turns out that's 15K. <laughs> um, Mr. B should just call here with 10-4 suited, by the way. You definitely do not want to raise. In, in uh, multi-weight pots in general, when someone makes a bet on a board that should connect very well with other people's ranges, you in turn don't want to do a lot of raising just because it's they're betting very polarized, right? If they're betting very polarized to begin with, then you just don't raise at all. And here you really don't want to raise and they get jammed because you're going to be dominated by stuff like Ace of X of Spades some portion of the time. That's really, really bad. Okay. Keep it in my hand, though. Right. Mr. Beast, Ooh, by the yeah, way, has a gut shot and a flush draw. 15K, re-raise. 30. Okay, let's think about this. Here you, he goes for a small raise. I mean, I realize this is probably just the default raise to three times whatever the last bet was, but that is not good logic. You usually want to be raising in proportion to the size of the pot, because imagine they bet $1. You want to raise to $3? Obviously, that'd be ridiculous into a $55,000 pot, right? So... I think you probably just want to go a little bigger here. You may even just want to shove. I know that sounds kind of insane to say you want to shove with the nuts, but it is so, 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 so easy. So, 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 so easy to be against a hand like King Queen. That's just going to call it off. That will fold out on bad rivers. Like imagine the, or imagine the turns any spade after you make it 30 and they call a King Queen. They're probably just going to get out of the way. Imagine it's a Jack or a 10. They're probably just going to get out of the way. I think in this spot, assuming Ninja's been splashy, which he has. We just saw that 17 where he got it all in for a load. Um, this is a spot where I think you want to raise, and I realize the stacks are really deep. But your hand's super vulnerable to getting outdrawn, right? And in this scenario, you don't care if flush draws fold. And there's going to be a lot of flush draws available in a multi-way pot. And there's going to be a lot of premium hands available, like sets. Like sets just aren't going to fold, but they may end up folding on various rivers if somehow a lot of money goes in and, um, you know, the board gets worse. So I... I'm, I'm very rarely saying you want to rip it in with uh, the nuts here, but from out of position against a bet and a call, it's just so likely someone has some hand that either has equity or is, like, pretty good that's, that may not fold. Anyway, let's see what happens. God damn it. Jesus Christ, Tyler. <laughs> Ninja Blevins. Ninja Blevins. Like, like right here now, the ace to actually just fold. And notice that hand, that's a hand that was drawing, you know, relatively thin. But the, notice Mr. Beast with the 10-4 spades can easily call and try to spike, right? And he's doing so correctly. You always want to make plays that make your opponent screw up, okay? If your opponents play well, you're not making a whole lot of money. Now, you may say, if you jam it all in here, they're going to mostly play well. They're going to fold out ace-jack. Well, yeah, they're going to fold ace-jack anyway. Or if they have, um, you know, nothing. So they have pocket threes, they're going to fold out. Yeah, but... What about when they do have the king-queen or the king-nine suited or the pocket nines? They're just going to call it off every time. What about when they have the flush draw? They may even decide to call it off, and that's also fine for you because you're getting all your money in as a pretty big favorite. This, Tyler, so this was the rebrand. <laughs> this is just a fold for the ace track. Don't be insane. I don't want to get too much into live reads, but it certainly doesn't look like Ninja's bluffing here. Alan splashes. I would not splash here. I think there's some chance that Mr. Beast jams. Not, not a big chance, but some chance. And the thing is, is that if you spike in Allen's shoes and make a straight on the turn with a 10, you may have a really difficult time getting paid, right? So this is a spot where 
I think the play is probably just a fold because when you do spike, you're not going to get paid. Can you finish this sequence of action so you can go? Oh, feel free to leave whenever you like. Um, if you don't like the show, feel free to leave. It's not, it's, it will not bother me. Don't worry. Also, people are here to hear my analysis. We're not here to watch somebody else's YouTube videos and sit here quietly. If you want to watch their YouTube video, go to the YouTube video. He looks really excited. Obvious call from Mr. Beast here. So, three ways. It's going to be whoever has the highest speed for the flush, probably. Oh, no. All in. I mean, that looked a little bit too happy to me, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Notice, remember earlier with the uh, sevens, he kind of like hemmed and hawed? Uh, now he's just like snap all in. No, this is so strong. This is so strong. Look at Phil Helmuth, by the way, who knows he has the nuts. Four Look at Phil Helmuth. You not? <laughs> Look at how weird he's acting. You see? This is because Phil Helmuth knows that he has a straight, and he's sitting here thinking, oh my god, about to win all the money. You see, like, this is why you really, really, really don't want to show people your hand, because even Phil Helmuth is acting out of the ordinary. Phil Helmuth before was talking and chatting and goofing off. Now look at him, he's serious. Let's do it. Oh my god. What do you have? I need you to flip now. We'll settle up after. No, no, no. You, you have me beat. Flip now. Are you on the. I, I want to build the suspense. I've got something. What do you have? Right. I want to build suspense. If you, if you get what I think I, you're I going for. for the card. I, I am telling you right now, you'll find me hung in a closet with. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Jimmy might be drawing one time. Is a flush draw? One time. I have a flush draw and a straight draw and a pair. Oh, that's so what do you have? Like Ace Jack. Ninja all in. I remember Ninja showed him the cards, showed Phil the cards, and then went all in. And full double here for Ninja. You still, you have the nut straight. You rivered a straight. I don't have anything. I just have a pair of fours. I was chasing a flush. You flopped the nuts and then you rivered the nuts. Forty-four. Wow. All right then. Nice hand by, uh, I mean, besides the pre-flop call, Mr. Beast played the hand fine post-flop, so that's good. I think Ninja probably should have uh, just ripped it in on the flop because you don't really care if the 10-4 suited folds. I mean, obviously, it doesn't make much of a difference one way or the other. 99 cents face vomiting. Okay, then. Thank you. Million dollars. Oh, here we go. Are any of the pros Unless, right I mean, I guess she does have the WPT badge, yeah, so maybe. one person here. No, it wasn't yeah, with the pro. It was the creator the one category. pro did win, huh? It was the creator category, and now? there was two other creators. Sure. We have Limp from XQC. How do you say this? Anybody know how to say this? XQC ops to Limp with a Jack 5 offsuit. Probably not a good strategy. Ninja should definitely raise here, I think. Now, look. Basically a bunch of limpers. I guess Alan can splash pretty wide if you don't think he can get raised all that often by people yet to act. But in the hijacks, you have to worry about cutting butt off, button, small blind, big blind, right? A decent number of people who could raise. So I think I'd probably just fold the 7-6. Sure, sure, sure. Interesting. I think you oh, you mean the bad, the yeah. Over? Yeah, you, you might need to pivot your LinkedIn from creator to pro. She has, she has like queens and I have like aces. All right. She'll call Assuming they're playing the 7-2 game at this point, this is a great spot for Mr. Beast to raise. When it goes limp, 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 then this is a really nice one to go for the raise. Because when you raise over limps, you're going to get a lot of folds. And if you go to something like 2,000 or maybe 3,000 and then continuation about the flop, you're going to pick it up a ton of the time in the 7-2 offsuit game. This is not a spot to limp because you're just, what, trying to spike two pair? you got to realize, in multi-way pots, you have to make something decent a lot of the time. You're just not going to make something decent a lot of the time. So, you just want to raise. All right, anyway, let's see what happens. 300,000, I think, right? Phil's scaring me, man. Tom Dwan. Oh, wait, what happened here? Maybe Mr. Beast did raise to 10,000. 
Oh, he did raise. He went gigantic. My bad. It was covered up down here. Okay, so now let's let's recap the action. Lemp, 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 10,000. I think that's a little bit egregious. Um, I would have gone more like three. When you do go 10, you're going to win it a lot. The problem is you're going to run into a good hand every once in a while, and then you actually lose a lot of money. So I think the play here is to make it more like three. Over to Tom. What do you do if you're Tom? We are playing 100,000 effective. I know it's behind this bar here. We're playing 100,000 effective. Um, do we call it or do we re-raise? Well, if you call, you're basically never going to get re-raised. The problem is, is Tom is out of position. You really don't want to be out of position. So I guess you're supposed to click it to like 22K or something. I think click, I think 20, 20K, 22K is pretty nice. That's going to keep Mr. Beast in with literally everything. So I think that's fine. you got to stop talking sense here. You have to understand, I'm not trying to observe what people do. It's easy to observe what people do. It's important to put yourself in someone like Tom Dwanshoes, who knows how to play very well, and ask, what would I do in these spots, right? This is a learning and a study stream, right? You can't put in 3K, you'll get five callers. Maybe you will. Maybe you will. I doubt it, but maybe you will. Um, so anyway, I'm doing my best to analyze these spots as if I'm in Tom Duan's shoes, effectively, where I'm in this game somehow, and now I have to figure out what to do, right? A lot of people get it in their minds that the purpose of watching poker content is to see what happens. I don't care what happens at all. I literally don't care at all. I just made a whole um, video series for PokerCoaching.com where I went through a lot of final table hands that I played and other great players played at the U.S. Poker Open recently. And I don't think I looked at a showdown a single time because it doesn't matter. I don't really care what happens. I care about figuring out the right play over and over and over and over and over again. And it would be great to know that if you made it 3K or do you just get a bunch of calls? Maybe you do. Be good to know. I doubt the 7-6 offsuit would call 3,000. All right. Would you, would or could an AI bot ever beat or break even in a game that no solver could figure out? Uh, yeah, if you, if you play close to GTO, you will beat any game. It doesn't even matter what your opponents do. That's the nice thing about playing GTO is it doesn't matter what your opponents do. They will lose. You may not maximally... Well, you will not maximally exploit them, but you also will not lose. I'd go to 22k here. Maybe 25. Because, look, Mr. Beast does splash hard. You want to go to an amount that makes it to where Mr. Beast thinks he has some fold equity if he shops. Simple as that. Now, the, I, I, for what I understand, Tom has a problem in this game where he's been super neat, super nitty, super passive, straightforward, as you should be in games where everybody's going nuts. Um, so yeah, I would make it, I would make it, I would make it 25, I guess, 24 or something like that. You don't want to go too big here, because if you go too big, then you'll start to get, a, you'll start to get folds, right? You want to make Mr. Beast and everybody else think that you may decide to fold if you get jammed. I'm just going to fold when Phil's yeah, in a hand. And... Oh, no, don't no. be afraid. You got away with it once. That's what people, that's what people do against me. They like, they like. So Tom goes 35. I don't love the 35 given Mr. Beast has 100. Because it's actually pretty bad in this spot if Mr. Beast folds anything, right? And I do think he will fold sometimes. Now, he may splash with a 7-2, but imagine he just had some nonsense. I don't know. I don't know. Potato chips. I beat Phil. I beat Phil. I beat Phil. It's like a potato chip. Got your butt. Phil, what's your... Dwan started this hand with 141,000. But I'll take a look and tell you after you've acted. 
Jimmy, what's your score against Phil? A lot. Sorry, I'm counting. Oh, Ninja no with a good fold. This us? Fold to four, yes. Huh. Beast has got seven deuce. You know he wants to win this. They're, they are playing the seven deuce game. It's just a fold here, the seven two. It's annoying, but like, what are you gonna do? How much do you have? Seven, three, eight, fucking, dude, I've been getting all. No serious concern with how much he has, right? If, if you're in his shoes and you see it's only 65 behind, Tom's not folding. So, therefore, you can't really do anything. But if Tom made it something like 22 or 24, then maybe you can think he can fold for 75 more. today. Okay, whatever. We have about the same. A little on, or uh, just over 100 more. Listen, I love me. They do not have about the same. Mr. Beast has 100K. Tom has 100K plus 35. Very different. Some Dwan, but we're all kind of rooting for a seven deuce in this flop, aren't we? Look at the background there. Yellow glasses. That is Antonio Esfandiari, the magician here. And there's a deuce for Mr. Beast. Still way behind. Neither player with a club in their hands. That's bet medium, I guess, or small. I mean, normally you'd want to just bet small, but I think here. Maybe, maybe you want to even check. If you check, will he ever bluff? Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. It's either check or bet small. Normally, you're not trying to check the 10 high board ever out of position here. You just want to bet small and frequently, like 10,000. But maybe you're supposed to check the Mr. Beast, who seems to be insane. As your opponent is very insane and will take more and more aggressive actions, then you should be inclined to just check a lot, especially with hands that can easily call. But whatever, check or bet small. Definitely don't shove here. What a lot of people do wrong here is they shove. And then if Mr. Beast has, like, Queen Jack or whatever, he's just going to fold, right? But if you check, he may bluff. So either check or bet small. I'm all in. in. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Tom snap checked. Mr. Beast snap all in. Easy call. One. One time then. <laughs> all in the call. Got? Pot is 231,000. Uh, okay, well, I thought it would be funny to try to win with this. Oh, you're you are live, dude. I need seven, I need two. One time confirmed. I mean, it's not over yet. Five cards in the deck. Come on. Poker gods, let me win with a seven, two. You won with a queen six, man. Suck my ass. That's close. Hey, I, I got gypped like two or three times before. It's true. You, you get gypped? Yeah, when that ace came on the river that one time. You know what? I believe Jimmy. If this is the one. Then... I'm going to predict it's a seven. I think he's got it. To him. Oh, oh, my God. Great. That would have been great. These players are relatively vulgar. Interesting, interesting. You know, maybe a lot of his fans, like, they yeah, probably really cherish and enjoy getting something like that from Mr. B. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Somebody said something that I think... Oh, they were talking about bots. Could bots win in this game? Yeah, they would smash them. If you put a perfect GTO playing bot in this game, it will demolish the game. Now, someone said bots struggle because the opponents won't fold very often. You got to understand, bots are not idiots. They're not going to bluff into very multi-way pots. Also... Also, you structure your range intelligently so that whenever you are loading up a bunch of money, you're going to be very polarized, right? And if you're very polarized, you don't care if your opponent calls every time or folds every time or calls the GTO amount of time. You win what is in the pot on average. That's the power of polarization and making sure your ranges are structured well. So yeah, maybe your bluffs get called literally every time. But you know what else gets called literally every time? Your value bets. And then you win a ton of money. I think a lot of people don't understand the power of GTO strategies. There's a whole book on this. Let me show it to you. Uh, here's a book by Michael Acevedo, poker coach and coach. I helped get this book together. The big book discussing modern poker theory. 
big, big, big GTO book. It's a bit of a hard read. I like it a lot though. It discusses a lot of basic principles such as exploitation, right? How do you go about exploiting your opponents? And if you try to exploit your opponents, what can I do if they decide to properly counter exploit you? But anyway, you got to understand that if you play GTO poker and your opponents play worse than GTO, you will win. The question is how much will you win? You win more by exploiting the opponents, which is I'm sure what people like Tom Dwan or Alan Keating are doing, right? And if you don't exploit your opponents, you'll win based on how bad they play. But if, if you exploit your opponents, you'll win substantially more based on how bad they play. A lot of people like to think in their minds, oh, it's a crazy game, nobody can win, or it's just bingo. Like, no, it's not. Tom Dwan sat here for five hours, six hours, got the kings, got it all in, and got a double up. I mean, is that bingo? Like, no, he just gets it in with a load of equity. Ever played in a game crazy? Like, yes, I've played in plenty of games like this. People ask at the start of the show, you wouldn't believe this game. Like, I mean, look, I've, I've been around the block a few times, okay? Played a lot of poker. This is like a L.A. home game or a San Francisco home game full of... Uh, celebrities or, you know, tech multimillionaires, or it's like a New York hedge fund game to some extent where a bunch of people are really, really rich and they don't care about money at all. Fine, fine and good, right? Let's play. So, I mean, I'm sure he's got a justification for it that turns it into... Yeah, I don't think he thought, I don't think he anticipated that $1.2 million where the chocolate would be given away, but... He is obviously, if you watch his videos, you know he gives away tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and... It seems like every dollar he gives away, he gets six back, so. It's all an investment in this brand. Right, exactly, yeah. He seems uh, definitely on multiple other levels at multiple things when it comes to kind of what his operation is right now. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing but respect, but uh, yes, my... Uh, Jesus My eight-year-old does have a beast hoodie. Cool. All right, let's slow down here. Do we have anything to give away? Reading the chat over here. We have a limp. I'm sorry, we have a raise. Limp and a call. We have a raise. It's 15,000 with a 7-2. I think, again, that's egregiously big. And we have a call by the ace-10 offsuit. Probably a little bit too loose. Okay. Wait, Alan, uh-oh. Three-bet alert, seven-deuce offsuit. Going for that seven-deuce bounty if you're wondering what he's thinking. By the way, if the bounty is $500, assuming no post-flop playability, you're risking 15000 to win five. It's not a good risk-reward ratio. You would much rather go smaller. That way you're risking like five to win five. It needs to work way less often. Okay? Whatever. Sure. Need to know. Alexandra's cringy. Sure. Now I'm curious that he has actually shown his, he's shown a couple of guys next to him what the cards are, so they know it's going to cost them five hundred dollars if there's a fold here. That's insane. I would literally never show uh, non-professional poker players my seven-two offsuit here. That is literally insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be interesting. And you got a fucking ten on me too. What the. Is this a good flop for you? <laughs> Do I it's 20,000. Not, <laughs> not for a goddamn moment. This pot, pot could get pretty big here, Dave. 71,000 in the middle. That's not a good turn card for Alan. Is that a good card for you? Anything you say here, I say call to. I hate that. Wait, wait. 100 grand? Get me Okay, okay. Alan's trying to make some read here. His opponent announces anything you say here, I'm going to call. <laughs> As you probably should against Alan. So look. If we somehow found ourselves in this spot with, let's say, Ace-10 suited, which would make some sense, I suppose, 
uh, you can't fold against Allen. Allen's pretty ridiculous, pretty aggressive, and um, you absolutely cannot fold here. It's definitely certainly an annoying spot. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just think you got to give up. I mean, this is a spot where, especially when a guy looking like this announces, I'm calling any amount you bet. Um, yeah, you probably shouldn't bet. Let's see. Let's see if Alan does. Wow. Okay. Look at me now. Even if I bet everything? Look at me now. Guess you say, all right, I'm all in. No, you say check fold. <laughs> I think Alan genuinely believes him too. When he asks, he's like, I bet my match. But we know he doesn't like to give up. Just such an awful bluff card. Obviously, he should check here. Because it's either check or bet small, right? If you bet small, he may jam you, and that would be really bad. I think the better play is to check and give him every opportunity to bluff with stuff like Ace Jack, etc., on the river, or just like nonsense on the river. Remember, it started off as a lent pot, I think, right? So. There you go. I would, uh, I would uh, probably check. Jack nine, King Jack. Ludwig's been playing relatively tight, it seems like, in some of these re-race situations, so. That's what I was telling fucking Felix, man. And the dude's like, yo, get a bitch. And they understood what he was saying, and that's. They did pick it up pretty quick. Dude, I'm sitting here like, I swear to God, there was a moment where he was like, excuse He said endangered species. And then, like, and, like, looked at her, and was like, can I get a... Ludwig's going to check it back, and does this induce Allen? I think Allen knows he probably doesn't have a queen. You said flush, y'all. That's a tough spot now, because when the opponent checks it back, like commentator says here, probably doesn't have a queen. Um, all right. trying to think how do you get a fold here in the 7-2 can you say anything look I, uh the, the speech play is not my specialty i try to just focus on playing good cards but in the these types of games speech play can become very very important because essentially you're playing against players who care about such things um when you play at the high stakes nobody says much of anything um because nobody really cares what you say but in the lower six games here i'm sure there's something you could say that could induce an ace 10 to fold what is it i don't know i'm trying to think like do you say something like oh well i must be good then all in. I must be good then. All in. I mean, but like that seems so straightforward. That's just like base level, base level thing to say. Maybe she'll say the only way I can win is to bluff. I don't know. This is where like I don't know the level of what, what like thought process the opponents are having, right? Maybe Alan does. I would not be the least bit surprised if Alan does because I know he gets to play a lot of very good games like this. So one of those two things is probably ideal to say. Notice they are the exact opposite. <laughs> And I don't know which which will matter. Maybe, though, to be fair, Ludwig's just going to make an easy call of the ace-10 because it is just an easy call of the ace-10. So, yeah, that's that. Why is the queen pairing on the turn a bad bluff card? Because Ludwig's always going to call the flop with all the queens, and if he had a 10, it just got proportionally way better, right? So if he has a queen, he's literally never folding. If he has a 10, he's probably not going to fold either. Imagine the turn was instead a king or an ace. Well, now a queen or a 10 get way worse. Right? Fucking crazy. 50,000. Wow. That is the definition <laughs> oh, of a snap call. Wrecked. <laughs> I think the play is to not bet 50,000 here because the 10 is never going to fold to 50,000. I, I, I mean, I, I agree here that, that Ludwig probably never has a queen or rarely has a queen. So, how much do we have to bet to get a hand like a 10 to fold or a hand like 
pocket nines to fold, and I think the answer is like all of it. All of it. You have to apply maximum pressure here. And to be fair, it's not all of Ludwig's money anyway, because Alan only had 100k or something. So tough spot. I mean, it's one thing to try to get a bluff through, but when your opponent snap calls you that quick, ouch. You should show the table. Show the goddamn table what you fucking just nutted, please. He just lost 100 Gs on a 7-2. No! Ludwig played him <laughs> like a fiddle right there. Great play by... <clears throat> a lot of you seem to not be aware that money is relative. Some of you seem to think, oh my God, how is Alan still happy after losing a million dollars? I don't know anything about Alan's financial situation besides he plays a lot of private home games on a regular basis. And um, I gotta presume he's doing okay. Also, a lot of these people here, these streamers, make pretty decent money. I make pretty decent money and I'm not even big time. So I can only imagine if you were big time how much money you'd be bringing in. So you gotta realize the money is very, very relative at the end of the day. And a million dollars to one person is not that much to somebody else, right? I have the wrong thing I hear at the bottom of the screen. You guys didn't tell me. You all didn't tell me that this was here. Why didn't you tell me this was here? This is not what we're watching. There we go. We'll just leave that blank for today. Only 50 minutes in did I figure this out. Should probably look over here a little bit more often. Um, Anyway, money's all relative. Yeah, so Mr. Beast made $54 million last year. He doesn't care that much, right? I mean, the others maybe made like three or five or 10. If they lose 100 or 200, it's like, yeah, it sucks, but whatever. Okay. Alan's been playing poker a very long time, as long as I have, for those who are unaware. Let's go through another hand. Between multiple games and... You know, there's so many options out there for creators these days to kind of go into, so... Holy shit, it's top fun. <laughs> I do feel for people in that spot who have a lot of tough spots to decide, like, what to focus on with their content. Whereas, like, you know, this stream, it's always poker all the time, or it can't be anything else. But when you're an individual creator, like for me, right, I'm always thinking about making a bunch of different kinds of content, but I usually just make the same kind of poker stuff because that's what... Uh, I guess there's a straddle or something. Oh, yeah, under the gun straddle. And then there's some raise somewhere. Kind of confused as to what's happening in this hand. Whatever. Let's see. What do I do? But a lot of these creators also feel the same way in terms of different games that they can play and a new game and a new trend and a different platform. So, so people are trying to figure out how do they adjust. You know, you can do it for five years, but can you do all this stuff for 10 years? You know, you need, a, you need an organization and you need people that under you that can potentially fill some roles to give you some time away from. All right. So here we have. A raise to 5,000, and then we have a bunch of callers for nonsense. The king two is terrible. The ten four is, or the nine four suit is terrible. I don't know why Tom Dwan's in this hand. He's been playing somewhat tight otherwise. Don't know why I picked this one. Uh, king two is terrible. Eight six suited is like reasonable to try to see the flop. You know, reasonable enough. If you were in Mr. B shoes though, to be fair, if you have like this insane image, you should probably just go bigger, right? Make it like 8,000, 9,000. Who cares? They're going to call nonsense, so you might as well make it bigger. So a lot of people seem to be confused, concerned about Alan. I've talked to Alan. I'm not going to blow up his spot, but if you use a little bit of logic, you can figure out what's happening. The nonstop grind is Mr. Beast. Top set. Flops. This is not the only game that Three ladies. Play. Top set. Yeah, Alan's got a pair of sixes, which uh, probably enough for him to come along for the ride. Little does he know that he's drawing very thin. 
Alan, what has he got? He's got a pair of sixes, backdoor clubs, backdoor straight draw. Okay. Easy call. Okay, okay, okay. Little something. Yeah, he needs a five to win it. A six or an eight would just. Let's talk about the spot. Um, so Mystery says the top set. Top set's usually a pretty good slow playing hand. Um, but I mean, Mr. Beast can get away with just betting it, I guess. The problem is it's going kind of small, right? I mean, I, I get that the, the pocket queens usually does want to go small because they're trying to get called by a lot of pretty bad hands. But you're against Allen, who's kind of insane. Mr. Beast is kind of insane. So I think in the spot, you either want to just go big or check. The problem is when you check, the, the pot's just small, right? That's the problem here. So they're going to have a really, 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 really difficult time getting all the money in. And obviously, Mr. Reese wants to get all the money in. So I think you should just bet bigger on the flop. And that's that. Right? Weird spot. Now, Alan can't fold for 10 here. I think you just got to call and try to spike. Cost him. Could win a big pot here if he gets lucky. He did not get wow, lucky. That's, gonna, that's actually going to cost him now. Mr. Beast, beast in this river, four of a kind. I don't know if this is necessarily going to cost him. Uh, this is a spot where there's plenty of bluffs available for Mr. Beast to potentially have. Now, will Mr. Beast do this? I don't know. Eric says, Mr. Beast betting big with the bluffs and small with the nuts. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe that's the case. You'll find a lot of players who are not very good poker players have kind of clear tells, bet sizing tells, where they do exactly that, right? Anyway, I would go, I'd go big here. I mean, again, it's a spot where you're gonna have a hard time getting paid. But if Allen does have a bluff catcher, like a seven or pocket nines or something, he's just gonna call. If he has nothing, he's obviously gonna fold, but if you check, he may bluff. So I think in this scenario, you probably want to either bet big and just try to look polarized or a check. I mean, I'm sure a check is the GTO play. It's gotta be, but I don't know. I don't know. Check or bet big, one of the two. Bet big is exploitative just to try to use your image and get paid off. I got 40, 45. Yes. If you need to guess, I mean, there you I, go. I got there it. Are so you looking for action? Yeah, a little left of the tank. Uh, Has see. cheating ever not looked for action, Jimmy? <laughs> Look at Mr. Beast. He's like, a while, man, yeah. what do I do with quads? How much money would I like to add here? Don't get too greedy. Keating, what's your longest session? I'll do 40. I don't measure in hours. I measure in dollars lost. Five minutes tops. How much is this? 40. You can re-raise if you want. He's looking over it. I'm kind of. I need something to like wake me up. I need some adrenaline. Yes, it's, it's called caffeine. I'm, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna they pull up your phone and look at your YouTube subscriber. <laughs> I don't have it on me. Let me sweat. Oh, you're right. Fuck. I don't so. want to. He's chopped. He's doing okay. brain yeah, yeah, yeah. power, bro. You can't. You, you can't like recap into it. I mean, you can't. You, no, you I can't. Won't even, you can't. I won't even. Go for it. Go for it. I'll look at one. Ah, Mr. Beast can't check. He's in. He's in position. Ah, well, definitely bet small. My bad. I got confused by big blind or, or straddle. That's I got confused by that. My fault. Yeah. So my fault, my fault, my fault. Again, it's hard for me to follow this and read the chat. Um, yeah, obviously best bet. And I, I would bet big then. I think big is probably fine. Hey, let's go big. I was trying to get a read on Ludwig now. Uh, you know you want it. He won't get a read off I me. I hate folding, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Alan. Really? I hate folding. <laughs> 
How is it? You let me walk away with a free 50 grand pot? I'm going to get back in that substitute teacher position and figure this out. Well, guys, let's start, yeah. I'm talking to you about jerking off. Okay. I believe so, yeah. I need, I need to oh, my one. God. Alan, one of the worst cards maybe to have with the eight. So why would Joe Ingram say this is one of the worst cards to have with the eight? Do you know why? Why does Alan really not want to have an eight? Well, because with the eight, you block all the straight draws, right? A lot of the straight draws would be 10-9, 10-8, and 9-8. Lots of very obvious flush draws that may raise over lamps if they're suited. But, 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 would Mr. Beast re-raise small preflop over raise a call and a call with a hand containing an eight? That does not seem like his strategy. His strategy seems more to re-raise way more polarized. Now, I could be wrong. But I would imagine Mr. Beast is just going to call preflop with hands like 9-8 suited, right? 9-8 offsuit, as everybody else in this game seems to do. So I got to presume the 8 actually doesn't matter as much as you may think it does in this scenario, right? It would be very different if the key blocker card was like a king or something. It's not here, but, it, but then Mr. Beast is going to re-raise with stuff like a, a kings, right? Here, though, I don't think the 8 actually matters. So what really matters is... Would Mr. Beast run this play with something like Ace-10 suited or King-Jack suited? Would he? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I would be very interested to know if there's like a backdoor flush draw available, right? This is a spot where if there's a backdoor flush draw available, then you should probably be way more inclined to call. Notice there was not a backdoor flush draw available though, right? This is a weird spot where you really need Mr. Beast to just be blasting it off with just some nonsense. Um, another tough thing about this here is that you lose to the 7-2. That'd be a problem, right? Oh, here. There we have uh, Solway here in the chat says the exact same thing. Yeah, the 7-2 is annoying because that's the hand that they would re-raise pre-flop. But remember, you re-raise small. Most people don't re-raise small with the 7-2. They re-raise small with good hands. So I, I got to presume most of the Mr. Beast range is going to be pretty good stuff. Plus maybe some nonsense. But I don't think the nonsense contains all that many straight draws here. So do you call? Do you fold? I don't know. I'd probably just call. Whatever. Chalk it up to a cooler. <laughs> I'm dying to know oh, what yeah. you have. Yeah. I, okay, I can't believe I need to get an Andrea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe we have Andrea and I are probably, getting a better card now. Like, if it's allowed, you should probably show the six here. Well, I mean, you say the bigger problem is how much, how many bluffs does Mr. Beast have? I mean, the obvious ones are Ace King, Ace Jack, Ace Ten, King Jack, Jack Ten, right? All those are hands that could potentially bluff. The question is, would he bluff those? Would he three bet those pre flop? I don't know. I definitely think ace-king, ace-jack, ace-ten, king-jack suited are there. Would they run this bluff, though? Maybe not. And if the answer is no, then, well, then you should be way more inclined to fold, right? Also, does Mr. Beast ever just randomly do this with the 10-8 suited? The 10-9 suited. If he does, then obviously you should be way more inclined to call. A 10-9 offsuit, for all I know. Remember, it went 1,400, call, call, 3-bet to 5,000. That is strong. That is strong in these games, especially when... When they have the 7-2, they go 20,000. <laughs> Last time you had like a king high flush. This time you got a Well, there's no flushes this time. <laughs> Do you have a pair? Uh -oh. What was that thing you said that one time? What was it? I will not comment on the state of my, my head. Yeah, the contents of my head. I mean, if you want me to just take the 50 grand, I can. I'm so tired. I can't even think straight anymore. Laughing is something people don't do a whole lot of when they're bluffing. Just to FYI. Also, do you have a pair? Well, at least a pair of queens. 
Right? You, you earned it. <laughs> okay. Hey, give me drink more. It'll help. Bro, I feel so bad, Quads. Oh, wow. You know the fuck, bro? Right. I didn't even see both. I saw one queen, I was like, he wins. There was two. GT, oh no. Jesus I am. He's tired of nutting. <laughs> yeah. Cheating gifts on good? Oh, no. Wait, what'd you have? What'd you have? Wait. No! You get two pairs. You get sixes. Six, Dude, he called that with six. Sixes is bad. Oh my god, I wish you had something crazy like trips right or something. Right now I was thinking of like, what's the next flight JetBlue does to Vegas? <laughs> Do I fly out of... Alright then, that's me for today. I want to thank all of you for being here. If you're a poker coaching member, we have a study session with Louis Philippe and the Sharks starting very, very soon. Make sure you get into that. There's a community tab in pokercoaching.com. Go there, get in the Discord, and hop in the study session. This was, um... To be fair, about what I expected from the stream. <laughs> Again, not a whole lot surprises me. I, I don't hate the call there if you think Mr. Beast is insane. Yeah, sometimes you have quads. When people laugh, they usually have nuts. All Allen does is lose. Uh, ben, you may be surprised. I think a lot of people don't understand how you go about getting in these spots. And, and, very importantly, do you actually want to win in these spots? That's what you got to consider. A long time ago, I learned when you're playing in spots like this, you have to shear the sheep and not kill the sheep. Sounds a little predatory, I'm aware. But there's a lot to that. And you know you get the sheep to come back all the time? You feed them a little bit. That's me for today. Have a good day. Make the most of your opportunities. Thank you all for being here in this show. If you like this show, do me a favor. Click the like button. Click the subscribe button. Tell your friends. I hope you have a great, great week. I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye-bye.